Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Podcast. I'm your host, Steve Crothy. I'm Hals Burkhart. And today, you know, we we keep things fairly positive on this show, I feel. Yeah, I think so. But nothing that you love is always a positive experience. And that's just as true with video games as anything else. So, we're going to be talking <laughs> about our greatest video game disappointments. Mm. Yeah, and there are a few. There are a few. Um, whether that be unfortunate video game news or a game you were excited for that turned out to be real bad, whatever it may be, that's what we're going to be talking about today. Before then, though, I want to bring up a newly, a new gaming disappointment. Steve's moving. <laughs> so our buddy Steve is moving. So uh, this is the last episode. Yep, we're done. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> We're going to be doing, uh, you know, remote recording, just like I do for Blue Harvest. The, trust me, guys, if you listen to this and you don't listen to Blue Harvest, I got seven fucking years experience recording these things remote. It's going to be fine. Yeah, man. And, uh, you know, part of me is definitely bummed that we won't be able to sit here and stare into each other's beautiful eyes <laughs> and talk about stuff. But definitely am looking forward to continuing the podcast. Yeah. I don't think there will be any uh, hiccups. We... So for you guys that don't know, because Steve is moving, we have been putting in work on High Potion <laughs> and pre-recording a lot of episodes, so he's got a nice buffer to get moved and settled in and everything. So the next episode you hear, I imagine, will be our first uh, uh, episode after you move. Yeah. I got to figure it out, man. I guess I need to talk to my therapist, but what is the deal with me starting two different podcasts with two of my best friends? within before a year is up they're like yo i'm moving <laughs> i gotta get the fuck out of here really gotta work that one with tim yeah that's not anything to do with you i think man just uh no nah, i mean will had a baby yeah that's extreme if you wanted to get away from me that's an extreme measure to take to do it <laughs> he could have just said hey man i'm not feeling it <laughs> oh man but yeah i'm I am looking forward to the move. I think um, me and my wife had kind of gotten gone a bit stir crazy living in that same apartment for all these COVID years, and yeah, kind of wanted to have a place with a yard. And um, we know some people where we're moving, and it'll be um, you know people I can 
do music with and i'm hoping to kind of rekindle that which i've i've missed in my life for pretty much a couple of years now because yeah because of, of covid so yeah and even before that a little mm-hmm. bit so mm-hmm. yeah i mean it makes total sense but i will miss your ass i'm not sure i'm not lying with you though florida is a choice <laughs> <laughs> florida is a choice it certainly is <laughs> um yeah and I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to continuing our uh our weekend gaming session. Oh, if that as well. if yeah. that doesn't continue, then I know it's me. <laughs> then I know it's me. And, and you, don't you start giving me the hang loose emojis either, <laughs> bro. If I start getting those hang loose emojis, I have to buy a new phone. No, you won't. You won't see that from me unless I'm trying to troll you or something. Yeah, well, that's <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> hey, I wanted to ask you something before we get into disappointments. Have you heard this drama with the company called Artesian Builds? Mm-mm. So Artesian Builds is a fancy computer, gaming computer maker. Okay. Right? So basically, you know, they make really fancy computers. Like, you you know, you're like, oh, I want to buy a gaming computer, but I don't want to buy it from like Alienware or iBuyPower or something. Mm-hmm. You would go to like a more specialty shop like them. Go in, pick your parts. They charge you a whole lot of money because PC gaming is fucking stupid expensive right now. And they make you a computer. Well, a big element of their business and their promotion was they would do sponsorships with big YouTube or Twitch streamers, build them this some crazy fucking, you know, computer built in an orb or, you know, some other crazy tower. And then, you know, they would feature it on stream and stuff, and that's how they would promote, right? Mm -hmm. And they also had their own Twitch channel where they would build computers on the Twitch channel. I think that's a fairly decent idea for promoting your PC building business. Well, in the last couple of weeks, they had some pretty serious drama jump up, and rightfully so. Um, I don't know that I've ever seen somebody mishandle a situation like this this poorly Hmm. so they would routinely do computer giveaways on their twitch streams and they would be building this fancy computer and then you could enter in to win it so they were having one of these streams and the ceo of the company was hosting it and he's a real fucking cheese dick like he wears like a star lord jacket (laughs) from marvel lovely like you know that star the jacket the fucking Whatever that dude's name is. Chris. He's one of the Chris's. What's his last name? Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt. He's wearing one of those Chris Pratt Star-Lord jackets, right? And uh, so a lady wins. And she is a smaller streamer. And live on their stream, he starts looking at all her social media accounts. Instagram. Twitter. Uh, her Twitch views and stuff like that. And starts being real shitty and making fun of her and saying she doesn't have enough of a following so she can't win the computer. She just got drawn to one win. And in the middle of this giveaway, he changes the rules. Illegal, by the way. Illegal. And says they're going to redraw for the winner. And the lady is very understandably upset. Yeah. And it caused this huge thing. He put out a botched apology. Long story short, 
that whole company is out of business now. And he fired 50 plus employees over a Slack message. Wow. He sounds like a great guy to work for. Yeah. Sounds like a real good stand up dude. Mm -hmm. Just one of those things in like, you know, not directly related to any specific video game that I saw. And I was like, wow, this shit sucks. What a, dick the sheer douchebaggery i you know clearly i think that company was probably having problems before that Mm -hmm. i don't see how even handling something that poorly immediately means you have to shut down and fire all your employees right (laughs) um but the other side of it is there's a bunch of people that had very expensive orders with this company that seems like they're not going to get fulfilled now I hope they get their money back. Yeah, I hope they're able to call like their credit card company or something and do a charge back, man. Because you're probably talking thousands of dollars on the line for a gaming PC. Careful out there, folks. Be real careful out there. Be real careful out there. So you want to talk about some gaming disappointments? (laughs) Yeah, speaking of being careful out there. Yeah. (laughs) Go for it. So my first one is a game called Daikatana which was oh my God. <laughs> a PC game that was uh, announced, uh, I want to say like around 97. And it was a game that was being developed by a guy named John Romero, mm-hmm. who worked at id Software previous to this and was a programmer on some pretty big games. Wolfenstein 3D, Doom, Doom 1 and 2, Hexen, mm-hmm. Quake. Quake, mm-hmm. so... Um, he went to form his own studio and announced this game that he was going to do that was going to make every other game look stupid. He was he was pretty much an arrogant dickhead in yeah. a lot of the media back then, like very arrogant. At the time, John Romero was the closest you had to like a video game developer rock star. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You got a lot of them now, you know what I mean? But he was one of those guys. Like, I feel like Cliff Blazinski, yep. Cliffy B, watched John Romero and was like, I'm going to do that. You know? <laughs> yeah, and I'm, I'm not the world's biggest Cliffy B fan, but mm. I, I kind of, I, I don't mind him either. Like, Me he's, neither. He's, he's become better. He used to be real pretty bad. insufferable. Pretty but. insufferable. But I, I look, the, I think his the work stands up for itself. Too, right. At know? least he's put out good, good shit. Yeah. Unlike John Romero, who... Uh, started to delay the game. I think they had problems with the engine, and it, it came out three years after it was supposed to. And when it came out, it looked like a game that was made in 1996. So yep. you know, in, in those days, you can't with the hype behind it. So it got panned really hard and just basically flopped. And that was that for pretty much John Romero. <laughs> yeah, and it was. I think they also did like a terrible N64 port, yep. maybe. Mm-hmm. It was just. Bad Luna, Luna all... did not like that no. that N64 Porsche. Like, oh, I played that shit. No, Terrible. look at her. Look at the little hyena hair on uh. her back thinking she's tough. <laughs> You're 22 pounds. You ain't tough. You're a gen- genetically modified monster. <laughs> I love you, Luna. <laughs> all um, right, man. So tell me about a disappointment for you. A disappointment for me isn't the, the result of a bad game. It's not like, oh, I was looking forward to this game. It comes out, and I'm disappointed. Mm-hmm. It's the cancellation of console. And that is when they stopped supporting 
the Sega Dreamcast. Oh, yeah. Because you want to talk about someone. You think I simped hard for the Xbox One? <laughs> you should have seen me with the Sega Dreamcast. Man. I loved that system. Man. I love fan. that system to this day. And weirdly, a system that doesn't have a ton of RPGs on it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's normally a big deciding factor for me. It does have a Resident Evil, though. It does have a Resident Evil. And it's got... Power Stone. Mm-hmm. It's got the NFL 2K Fantastic games. Fantastic sports games. It's got fucking Shinmu. It's got uh, Skies Shinmu. of Arcadia. Street which was Fighter 3. Street Fighter 3. It had the Sonic, the, the first 3D Sonic games, which I liked. I mean, just so much going for it. The VMU, the controller, the design of the console, I think is real sick. When, we played Virtua Tennis on that, right? Yep. Yeah. Oh, man. I played yep. that a lot. <laughs> <laughs> um, Cannon Spike, if you ever played that game, that was kind of like a isometric 3D uh, beat 'em up game done by Capcom, and Cammy was one of the playable characters. I don't remember that one at all. Really good, really good game. Um, I and I'll even say I'm not the biggest uh, horizontal or vertical shooter guy. The only time I've ever been into those games on the Dreamcast because right. it had a fairly limited library for when it was around, so you would try a lot of just mm-hmm. about everything, right? Sure. And man, I loved my Dreamcast. I thought it was so cool. And then they just couldn't do it, man. It the the time it was competing with the other consoles just couldn't pull it out. Sega was done and they announced like not only are we stopping support for the Dreamcast, we are no longer a video game developer <laughs> or uh, uh, console, console developer. Mm-hmm. We're only going to do video games uh, as third party mm-hmm. as a third party developer is what I mean. And, you know, in the years since Sega has done some really cool shit. I mean, the birth of the Yakuza franchise comes post Dreamcast. Yep. PlayStation and two. Those games are phenomenal. So, you know, it's not like Sega completely went away, but, their their presence in the console world was missed. You know how like I always joke on the Amico people mm-hmm. and the people that got real excited for that Atari VCS that came out like last year and stuff. I make fun of them because I can kind of see it myself. Where like let's say way down the line someone buys Sega, like Sega's in dire straits, so someone buys them and then decides we're bringing out a new Sega console. It could have all the warning signs of the Amico or the Atari VCS, and I'd probably be pretty excited about it. Talking about, oh, my my Sega Genesis Dreamcast 2. My, my Dreamcast 2 is going to ship next week, Steve. What if it was Tommy Tellerico? Ooh. <laughs> fuck. That'd be tough. If the Rico Suave bought the Sega IP? Oh. <laughs> Yeah, I don't see that happening, but... Whoa. <laughs> please don't. Please don't. You got another one for me, buddy? So, yeah, I do. Um, <coughs> so, Rockstar released a game called Grand Theft Auto 3. That was really rad, and I thought one of the best games I'd ever played. So, they, they had a follow-up to it, a weird little follow-up that was called State of Emergency. Do you remember State of Emergency? Day one purchase. Yeah, bought it day one, because I was like, man. How good was Grand Theft Auto? This game has to be pretty cool, too. And, and I mean, I was familiar with the concept mm-hmm. uh, before. I had done a little bit of reading. 
But man, that game was a piece garbage. of garbage. Yeah. And they even tried to keep that train rolling because there was a sequel. <laughs> so it sold well enough for them to take another shot at it. Which I didn't play at all. I used a precious Christmas gift slot to ask for State of Emergency because it came around the holidays. Mm-hmm. And I tried so hard to get into that game. They called it a riot simulator. Right. So you were playing like a badass. Yeah. Who was like going into places that were rioting. Yep. You would walk, be walking through these crowds of like people sprinting around. Yeah. And you you had to go like, I, I couldn't even remember what the objectives were. I remember were. You had there to were go to weapon like the, drops and go like, to the shops. And... Yeah. The first uh, level was a mall. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, I maybe got past that first level. Mm. Maybe, maybe got first pa- past that first level. Man, what a disappointment. Yeah. What a, Talk about feeling like I got ripped off. Yeah. State of emergency. That's a big one. Yeah, that was a pretty darn bad game. Can you imagine the balls it would take to say, you know, because people are always talking to Rockstar like, when's Grand Theft Auto 6? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Grand Theft Auto Five again? Yeah, uh, bring back Bully. <laughs> Hell, I'd take a Red Dead Three at this point. Can you imagine if they come out and do State of Emergency Three? Oh my God! Remember Manhunt? I do remember Manhunt. <laughs> That's a good game. I thought Manhunt was okay. Yeah, I, good as an over. Right. Yeah, it's yeah. I mean, it, I had fun with it, although it's definitely a bit edge lordy. A bit. <laughs> Boy, howdy is it edgelordy. It is edgelordy to the max, Manhunt. It should be called edgelord. Yeah. Should be. Hey, man, what if I uh, get us funding to open an independent game studio and we make a spiritual successor to Manhunt and call it edgelord? edgelord. Oh, man. I like it. Edgelord to Neckbeard. <laughs> I've already got the title for the sequel. <laughs> Hey, yeah, video game developers, reach out to us. We'll make some money on that. Yeah, we'll plot the first one to, to yeah. go into the second one. Yeah. Oh, there will be a cliffhanger at the end. The yeah. neck beard appears in the post credit scene like the <laughs> MCU movie. Just shows up breathing all heavy. <laughs> you just hear his breath like Darth Vader as the credits roll. <laughs> neck beard activated. <laughs> Oh man! You want my my next gaming disappointment? Let's this go. is a one-two punch. Oof, let's go. How often is it that two games you are very looking forward to get released on the same day? Can you remember that last time that happened? Not really. I do. October twenty-sixth, two thousand and ten. So let me give you a little backstory. I had to go in for a fairly major surgery on my leg, and leading up to this surgery. I realized, oh, during my recovery, these two games are going to come out. I want to play these two games real bad. So I pre-ordered them and paid them completely off. Talked to the dudes at GameStop and was like, hey, can my roommate come pick these up? Because I'm going to be laid up. Mm -hmm. And they were like, absolutely. And I had these visions in my head of just hanging back out in my room, like a month off from work, recovering and playing these two games on the Xbox 360 until that thing probably would fucking red ring. Like that's what I was going to do to these games. Right. And then I'm in the hospital post-surgery and they're like, Hey, you know, that whole thing we told you we were going to do where 
we'd send you home and you could recover at home and we'd send a home health nurse to check on you. Uh, your insurance not going to cover that, so you're going to have to stay in the hospital for the next month and a half. And not just this hospital. We're going to send you to a scary hospital. The hospital you're going to is um, on the top floor, and you are going to be the youngest person there by several decades. Every other patient is sort of end of life, right? <laughs> Unfortunately. So then the plan becomes Will brings my Xbox and my TV, sets it up in the hospital, and goes and gets me these two games. Surely one of these two games has to be really good. Like one of these games would... Like you're getting two games. One of them has to be good. Right. You would think, okay, let's... Neither give, of them give, were good. Give me one at a time. The Force Unleashed 2. Okay, why is it bad? It's just terrible. Mm. It like, And I love The Force Unleashed 1. Oh, the yeah. sequel is one of the worst drop-the-ball moments in Star Wars video gaming history. It's incredibly short. It... You know how sometimes Star Wars fans will con- will like complain about like them needlessly bl- bringing in established characters into mm-hmm. stories like oh my god I can't believe they brought Luke Skywalker into a story that takes place when Luke Skywalker would be most active in the Star Wars galaxy when there's a plot point about a Jedi child who's looking for a master when Luke Skywalker is combing never mind so they complain about that these people clearly have never played force unleashed 2 which for some reason brings yoda in to the story has boba fett in it and i am far from the person to be complaining about being bringing boba fett in and it's extremely short short the uh the story is goofier way goofier than the first and all over the place it ends on a cliffhanger that's never resolved and i fucking hate sam witwer <laughs> all right cool those are that sounds like a good argument for that game not being good what about the other one fable three. Oh yeah fable three was a was a pretty good disappointment fable three boy was because fable two i think was excellent. is excellent yeah so, and i feel a lot of times underrated mm-hmm. fable two is a killer fucking game is the game that got me excited for fable three I got Fable 2 at launch after reading and Game Informer and shit about it. So excited to have a RPG on my 360 and boy did it pay off. Loved it. So naturally I'm real excited for Fable 3. And it comes out and it is a massive disappointment to Mm -hmm. me. There's this whole system of emotes that is goofy. This whole town building thing that's kind of half-baked. You have to like... So the the conceit behind Fable 3 is you become a king mm-hmm. and you have to rule this kingdom and you're preparing for this <clears throat> big evil evasion that's going to happen within a certain amount of time. So you're kind of just playing through the game, going through years, and you're trying to build up your cities and your um, cash reserves to be able to survive this war. It's real bad. It's real bad. But you want to know what? I put a shit ton of hours into both of those games because I had nothing else to do but watch hospital TV Mm. or play these two shitty games that I was really excited for that turned out to be a disappointment. And one night, about 3 o'clock in the morning, I am sitting on my hospital bed playing Fable 3 
and I have my headphones on and behind me, I see light. So clearly someone has opened the door to my hospital room. You know, it's probably a nurse coming in to check my vitals. You know, they come in all throughout the night, right? So I just turn around to say something and it's an elderly woman who has just wandered into my room, uh, dragging her IV pole with Good her Lord. and i was like hey i'm sorry I, I i think you're in the wrong room yeah no response i mean it's just tough uh it's rough uh, yeah man i mean that just I, that's just sad you know because what do you do there's nothing she could do yeah I mean, what do i do i like slowly grab the nurse call button and i was like hey um someone has wandered into my room i think you need to come help me with this she's like hey are you playing Fable 3? <laughs> Sucks, doesn't it? Sucks. I'm so disappointed. I was like, yeah, but did you play Force Unleashed 2? Awful! <laughs> Never mind. Sit down. You can hang out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Your next one. Oh, man. So this is might be a little bit blasphemous uh, for some people, but... Domandus! <laughs> um, Bioshock Infinite. I get it. I mean, you know, and it's only because I'm a really big fan of the aesthetic they went for in the first two games. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was a really big fan of the first game. And I don't want to say that Infinite is bad. Like, obviously, a lot I of people it love it. Bad. It's not a bad game. It's just wasn't what I wanted out of a yeah. Bioshock. You know, it got the story got really focused on in a weird way. It was almost like the guy was trying to make like an art flick as opposed to a good game. Yeah, and it seems like the more you read about the development of Infinite, it was all over the place. Mm-hmm. That was one of those games, you know, that I think people might have forgotten that got revealed and then took forever to actually come out, got mm-hmm. delayed several times. Um, there are definitely cool elements to it. Yeah, there's cool parts for sure. There's cool parts. Uh, the execution of it is left pretty sloppy like mm-hmm. i think it's pretty sloppy and you know it's interesting like bioshock one is so solid and then two was done was one of those ones where they signed kind of passed the sequel off to right mm-hmm. and it's not bad per se but it does not stand up to bioshock no it's kind of a lateral move yeah you know? I'm, I'm a really really big fan of the first game me too and that's pretty much as far as it goes with that series and then infinite like the big thing i remember is enjoying it well enough and then getting to that last battle and it was essentially just a a horde mode Mm -hmm. it was just waves and waves of enemies you had to beat and then the game was over Mm -hmm. and it had some confusing weird confusing ending yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. and then which i i hear the dlc for that game yeah is good i never played me neither yeah the burial at sea yeah Yeah. that probably would have been good to play through at some point but once i beat that game once i was just like i'm not going back to it yeah and it's Man, just trying to replace Rapture with another setting, that's a difficult task. Tough. That Mm -hmm. is a difficult task because Rapture is so incredible. Mm -hmm. And that first game was so incredible. And obviously, you know, built off the back of System Shock. System Shock, too. I mean, the story is in Bioshock 1 almost lifted note for note from System Shock 2. Yeah. At least the first bit with the guy kind of leading you through and, and then you think you're about to meet up and something crazy happens and you don't meet up, you know, mm-hmm. but, uh, yeah, system shock too. That whole underwater game. city element and like mm-hmm. the diving helmet aesthetic is just so good. And then infinite never really did. I'll be interested because there are rumors. I think it's 
somewhat confirmed rumors that there's a new Bioshock in the works with another studio. Hmm. And then that dude, Ken Levine, Mm -hmm. um, you know, after infinite, he went off and made his own studio that has yet to produce a game. Mm -hmm. He has not released a game yet. Who knows? I have a feeling that shit is just sort of floundering. Like, cause if I'm not mistaken, they brought on infinite was one of those situations, almost like, Halo Infinite, mm-hmm. where they brought on a producer to whip that shit into shape in the last year of its production and get it out the door. Right. I think they had something like that happen. Um, you know, a game that feels like Bioshock, like a crazy sequel to that would have been is Dishonored. Weirdly enough, like Dishonored feels more like a Bioshock game. Yeah. Yeah. I, like the two-handed thing. Mm-hmm. Just the the gameplay seems a little more emergent in that, like Bioshock. That's one. a a series that I would love to, if I had the time, sit down and replay one and play through two and and the death of the outsider, death of the outsider. Cause I think those games are fucking cool. Yeah, I do too. That's a game where the aesthetic and the world that they built, I think is really cool, mm-hmm. really cool and well done. <clears throat> um, man, Bioshock infinite. I think that's a good one. That might ruffle some feathers. Yeah. And you know, peace and love and all that, you know, yeah. not trying to, but ultimately i left feeling pretty disappointed in that too yeah it was it was really hyped up which which that's the thing like if it as a big a fan as bioshock one as i was and hearing it being that hyped up got me just expecting the greatest thing ever and i i was left wanting yeah you know it's it's tough to manage your hype Mm -hmm. for a game like especially if it's a follow-up to something like that it's really hard to manage your hype and then it come out and it not be uh, exactly what you're looking for. The jam, yeah. So I have one that is, I mean, th- to me, this is easy pickings. <laughs> and, like, from what I understand, it's in a much better place now. And from what I've played a little bit of the, the newest version, it is in much better place. But it's Cyberpunk 2077. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's got to be on the list. That's got to be on the list, man. Like, look. When I say I'm a CD Projekt Red fan, I attempted to play the original Witcher before Witcher 2 came out. I got a, I had a shitty gaming PC that I got to play The Old Republic, the MMO. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, what other games can I check out? I want to check out The Witcher. Boy, is it rough. There's one of my most wanted games I want right now is them to take the Witcher 3 engine and remake Witcher 1, just so I can play through the whole trilogy. You know what I mean? Witcher 2 comes out, and I play it on 360, and I fall into it hardcore. Love that game. Man, love the Witcher 2. Oh, no, sorry, the Witcher 2, yeah. Then the Witcher 3 comes out, and it is like the culmination, the ultimate form of the previous two entries. It is stunning. It is a masterpiece. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite RPGs of all time. I love The Witcher 3. You know what I love, Steve? Fucking sci-fi. So then they announce our next game is Cyberpunk 2077. And I remember the Cyberpunk pen and paper role-playing game mm-hmm. from back in the day. Sign me up. I know. It sounded great. And and even to to go back just a little bit like they supported the witcher 3 so well remember they were like we're gonna put out like 16 free dlcs yep and they weren't like gonna alter the 
dang world or anything but one of them was like a whole bunch of different haircuts yeah uh, all kinds of stuff you know one of them was added some a, a quest that yep. you could find and, and they were all really cool things like that and um, then they put out two, two phenomenal mm, dlc really packs. great dlc packs that so you got tons of value for your, the money i think you yep. paid for those things <clears throat> so people were just thinking cd project red was just the greatest and, at this point and then not for nothing they also reminded me of my days playing pc games because you go to buy a cd project red game and you open it up and holy shit there's a manual right there's <laughs> stickers there's a map there's all kinds of little feelies like there's a fucking thank you letter and yeah shit. <laughs> and and so like they just really endeared themselves to me and then they announced cyberpunk they have that first you know cinematic trailer i realized hey this is probably going to take a while mm-hmm. that's fine boy can i not wait for it and Eve, I'm so excited for this game that information comes out that disappoints me, and I'm still excited. Like that they're going to do a first person view, because I love the third person, mm-hmm. the way uh, the third person camera of The Witcher Three. And I was thinking that's what they'd go for. But I was, I wasn't, I was cool with it. That wasn't a deal breaker. It's like you know they were like you're going to be able to climb on walls and 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 run up walls and do all this yep. crazy Titanfall shit. And then it starts to seem like. You know, they are really taking their swing at GTA. Mm-hmm. GTA, but in a cyberpunk future. First person. Okay. Sign me up. We see some story trailers. All right. It looks cool. You get special weapons that have ammo that can like arc around cover and like smart bullets and shit. And, you know, there you there's all this different stuff with um your implants and and I like you want to talk about building a game up in my head, then the they delay it. Every time they delay it, you know what I say? I say, it's fine. Yeah. I want it to be good. Right. Yeah. Then take all the time you need. Delay it as much as you want. I'm cool. I'm not complaining about it. I don't re- record a YouTube video in my car. I don't <laughs> type out a screed on Twitter about <laughs> Cyberpunk being delayed. They announced a fancy fucking strategy guide. I love strategy guides. Mm-hmm. Pre-ordered a yeah, you Chrome sh- cover. Told, you sold me on that too. I've got it. And then it comes out. It's fucking pandemic time. And I play it the first night it comes out and I love it. I'm so stoked on it. I'm like, this seems great. Steve and I talk about it. Steve has to go out of town the weekend it comes out. And he's like, the little bit of pl- I played, I really dug. Mm-hmm. And then you start seeing reactions from people that have played more. They don't seem great. Then there's the whole controversy about the broken versions mm-hmm. on the last gen consoles, and they handled that really shadily. To the point really where PlayStation shadily. pulled the game. PlayStation pulled the game. They've never done shit, something like that. From the store. You could not buy a digital copy of cyberpunk 2077 on their store for what probably like over a year mm-hmm. i think so took them to get it even stable <laughs> and then um you know I, but even with that going on i'm saying to myself look i'm lucky enough to have an xbox series x it runs pretty stable on that mm-hmm. i'll still play it and i'll give it its fair shot and when i say that this game was a disappointment this wasn't a, I played it twice and didn't like it. Right. I you put, put some time in. Yeah. I looked the other day, 80 hours yeah, in that's, Cyberpunk. That's a lot of time, yeah. A, a lot of time. And I would say 
70% of that time, I could not have been more bored. Mm. Yeah, to me, it was just like the, the world that you were in just was not, didn't feel like a good open world. It did. You know? The driving felt wonky. Mm-hmm. It never felt cool or fun to drive. The AI was really bad. <laughs> the AI was really bad. Some of the side quests, do you do see glimmers of the CD Projekt Red that made Witcher 3 where you get these weird, interesting side quests. And mm-hmm. the main story is okay. But some of it is also awfully fucking edgelordy. <laughs> like, so pretty famously, Keanu Reeves is a character. He's mm-hmm. Johnny, Johnny Silverhand. Silver yep. And uh, there's this part where he's talking to you. You're, you're going to go meet up with this lady he used to know. And peace and love, excuse me for the language. Because this, like, I know I'm pretty foul mouthed, but I wouldn't even... This is not something I would say, but he delivers a line that is the best pussy I ever ate. (laughs) And like my skin crawled, bro. Like I was like, oh, come on. Like, yeah, I I get it. You want to have him be that kind of character, but do a dialogue pass on that, man. (laughs) Jesus fucking Christ. Pan Am. What a character. Like there were parts I really enjoyed and loved. Mm -hmm. And one day. When the time allows, I will go back into Cyberpunk. I'll beat it. I'll give it its final shot to impress me, to woo me. I played a little bit of the the patch that supposedly fixed everything. The next-gen patch? Yep. Mm-hmm. And it, it seems great. You know, seems much better. Good. Um, but... Yeah, and that's, you know, uh, that's one thing a lot of people do forget about The Witcher 3 is that it took them probably like nine big patches for that game to really kind of get into its final great form. Yeah. <laughs> But it started off way better. It, it had did. a way better it, it, starting It point. really did, yeah. The world felt way more alive in The Witcher to it me. It sure did. It sure did. So that was that was just a real disappointment from a company that everybody thought was going to knock one out of the park. and It to... had the chance to be their Elden Ring, I feel mm-hmm. like. Yeah. You know what I mean? Where it could have come out and been the game that dominated the conversation in a positive manner. Because mm-hmm. it dominated the conversation. But not in the way you want. No, not at all. So I still think that hopefully they're going to support it for another year or two at least, you know, before (laughs) they move on to The Witcher 4. (laughs) Oh, it's coming. It's definitely They got those concepts the day, I would say within the first week of Cyberpunk 2077 being out, they were in their their art bullpen talking to their (laughs) concept artists, and they were like, everybody... Break out the Geralt's. Jennifer, <laughs> Tress, get them going. Yeah. <laughs> Time to crunch. <laughs> oh, man. All right. So let me take you to back to the Xbox One era. Oh, okay. Didn't have too much in the way of exclusivity as far as games go. But they did have one cool thing that they were promising. And it was called Halo, the Master Chief Collection. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god and let me preface by saying this that i really like it right now oh it's great now it works great now but when it launched it was a horrible mess and it took them what i want to say like five years before they were able to truly fix that game it was one of the biggest clusterfucks i've ever seen really <laughs> multiplayer completely broken mm-hmm. and like yeah it, you're talking early on needing a game on the xbox needing one. to have it you, yeah you, like i if you're me you have already dominated rise son of rome 
underrated game. Underrated. Uh, Dead Rising 3, which was another one of its exclusives at launch. Mm-hmm. You've played all that. You've played the the um, uh, multi-platform stuff. You need that feather in your hat that's justifying buying the Xbox One over the PlayStation 4. We know Halo 5's coming sometime. They're going to bring out the Master Chief Collection, and it's all four games, all in one package, all the multiplayer packages together. I'm having visions in my head of, oh man, me and Steve, Halo 3's back on the menu, boys. Yeah, I was excited. I was ready to go. I, I mean... I had the Xbox One as well, not a PlayStation at that point. It Mm-mm. took me a long time to get a PlayStation. Me too. In fact, I got a PlayStation around the time Red Dead Redemption 2 came out. Because I remember that's what I got for Christmas was the Red Dead bundle. But, man, it was bleak on that Xbox One. And then when that game launched in just completely broken state, it was very disheartening. It was. So, you know, you were able to play campaign, mm-hmm. at least solo. So I got to play... The anniversary edition of Halo Two, which was cool, which uh, was cool. You know, I, I really thought that the um, the cutscenes they added and all the extra lore they threw in there was was very cool. No doubt. To be fair, no doubt. But just the multiplayer being just completely a complete un- wreck, mm-hmm. complete wreck, man. And yeah, it took the longest time to the point where I would just ignore Master Chief Collection. I remember right before five came on or came out, my brother-in-law and I played through the four campaigns before that. We mm-hmm. played through you know one, two, three, and four because that was before they had added ODST and Reach. ODST and Reach were like they're trying to make it good mm-hmm, right. for people that had bought a Master Chief Collection. <laughs> yeah, it was the least they could do. To yeah, be honest. Man, what a, that's a good one. That's that is on the level of a cyberpunk. I feel like. Yeah. Um, my next one. We're go- also going back to the Xbox One games. Let me take you back to the year 2014. So 2014, the year after the Xbox One launches, when regardless of which console you got, you were slim pickings for next gen games. Well, what would have been considered next gen games? Mm-hmm. So little games coming out in February of 2014. And it is a reboot to a franchise that I adored on the PC. And that is Thief. Mm, you yeah, remember? This is a good one. I loved Thief on the PC. Man. Do you remember? Is it Thief 2 that has the insane asylum level mm-hmm. that you can go to? So scary. <laughs> There's one where you're sneaking between these two houses that are guard guarded by two different families. Mm-hmm. And you can hear the archers yelling at each other from across the roof. And you can kind of start a big fight and they'll start yeah. shooting each other yeah, with thief, arrows. <laughs> for anybody that's never played it, Thief is a first-person game where you play as a thief. Mm-hmm. And it is not... You can do combat, but it's more stealth. Mm-hmm. And you have special trick arrows mm-hmm. and yeah. all kinds of cool shit. It's rad stuff. And the game, it was a series that went away for a little while. I remember when... Jeff Ling and I first started hanging out. He would play Thief on his laptop. Mm-hmm. And this was well after they had been a thing. Um, so, oh, they're rebooting booting that franchise and it's just for next-gen consoles, Xbox One and PlayStation 4. You boy, am I looking forward <laughs> to that too. game. Awful. Yeah. You want to talk boring. I have never played a more boring game. One of the most boring games I've ever played 
to the point that as I sit here and think about it now, all I can remember is the disappointment. I don't remember anything good. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's not like Halo Master Chief Collection where I can go, the Halo 2 campaign anniversary mm-hmm. thing was really cool or Cyberpunk where, yeah, there were cool moments. Nobody. It was a complete waste of time. If I could turn back time, if I could find a way, <laughs> I would go back and take the hours I spent beating that game and gift them to me now <laughs> to use for a better purpose. Nice, yeah. It's a sh- such a shame because I really loved those old games. Oh. They were a bright spot on PC. Where are you, Taffer? <laughs> you know, we, you mentioned Dishonored. Dishonored is kind of a spiritual bit of a spiritual successor, success, yeah. successor to the Thief franchise. One too. that does it well, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You got one for me? Um, Let's see. So I'm going to go historical with this one and talk about et on the atari do you remember this the game that somewhat rightfully and somewhat maybe unfairly gets blamed for the video game crash crash of 1984 (laughs) yep and i mean to the point where there's like apparently or there was like a a cache of these games buried out in the desert or something in a landfill yeah so the legend always went that there were so many unsold ET cartridges that they had no choice but to just dump them in a landfill <laughs> out in the desert. And people would try to debunk it and say, oh, that's not really true, blah, blah, blah. But then there was this whole documentary where they went and dug up this landfill, and guess what they found? <laughs> All kinds of Atari shit, including ET boxed e- copies of ET. Like Geraldo out there opening yeah. the tomb of Tutankhamun or the or uh, Al Capone's <laughs> vault, yeah. vault that didn't have shit in it it was just a, a post-it note that said what's the matter you <laughs> fucking Geraldo man oh man if Al Capone's vault had all the ETs in it that would have been that would have been sick if he was a proto uh, video game collector <laughs> he, he would have had to been he a, went forward in time yeah he'd have to have a fucking time travel device but you know what sucks not doesn't suck but what's interesting is et is hardly the only game to blame for that they also put (laughs) a really bad port of pac-man on the Mm -hmm, atari 2600 mm -hmm. which how do you fuck up (laughs) pac-man it just couldn't do it like you know what i mean it's an easy it's you move the guy he eats the dots it's it was it's crazy to think about and i think people have since made homebrew versions of pac-man on the 2600 that are better but Mm -hmm. like the 2600 just couldn't do that. <laughs> That's crazy to think about. It is, really. Yeah. Man. Man. <clears throat> Atari. You ready for me to ruffle some feathers? Yeah, man? let's do it. I'm sorry. Because I know... Listen, guys, I know. Let's talk this through Buddy Halls. I know some of you listening might be very devoted to this game. And I get it. I've been there. But just hear me hear me out, okay? Just listen to me. So we're going back. Same generation we've been talking about. Xbox One, PlayStation 4. <clears throat> and I'm looking for that game to come out. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That feels next gen. And a game gets announced. And the minute it's announced with its concept art and they talk about what this game is going to be, I look at it and I say... That is my game. That is the game that is going to make me so happy. I can't wait for this game. I remember times 
before we even had a release date for this game, having dreams about it and waking up excited. Nice. That's how excited I was in this game. I've been there. They talked about you and your buddies dropping into planets and running missions together and whipping around in your own spaceships from different planets and riding speeder bikes and shit. Mm -hmm. All these clearly too lofty goals. Right. And it was from a studio who I adored, who had created some of my favorite experiences on the previous console. And that studio was Bungie and the game was destiny. (laughs) This was not the game that I thought you were about to, um, to say, what'd you think it was going to be? No man's sky. Nope. Which was also kind of a disappointment at launch. It was, I I think you could easily call that a disappointment. Yeah. But go on with destiny. I'm (laughs) here for the destiny. hate. I was so excited. I remember I got in the beta, the most excited I've ever been to be in a beta. Played it and was like, oh, this is just a little slice. They're, we're just rerunning the same shit over and over again because this is all they let you do in the beta. The full game is going to be way bigger. It's not. There's no way you're just going to be doing the same dungeons over and over again. <laughs> over and over again. That There's no way you're just going to be doing a small amount of content over and over and over again. And over and over again. It is going to be as big as an MMO. It is going to be a first person bungee MMO. And me and my buddies are going to do raids flawlessly. It's going to be so much fun. Everybody, and you know what's never going to happen? Nobody's ever going to fight because we're having so much fun and the game is so good. There's never going to be any fights on the Xbox headset. How could that ever happen? And then Destiny came out and it was none of those things were true. All Destiny was was doing the same shit over and over again for weapons that were marginally cooler and all you'd get happened was your friends yelled at you for sucking at Destiny and not being able to do fucking jump puzzles. But I'm stupid and I jumped headfirst into Destiny 2 as soon as it came out. Got all excited again. Oh, this is going to be better. It's going to be way better. <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't. Go play Final Fantasy 14. That's a game worth the time. That's a game worth the time that you would put into Destiny. Sorry, Steve. Thank get, you for letting me get that. Get it off your chest, man. No, I, I know you don't agree. Um, I it's it wasn't a massive disappointment for me, but I definitely get where you're coming from, though. Yeah, you know, and I there's a reason that I haven't played a game, I haven't even fired Destiny up in over a year. So well over, a yeah, year. well over, yeah, well, well over. In fact, probably three years. years. Yeah. yeah, and I tried. It's not like I didn't give it its fair shot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do you got next? Hmm, so let's see. I got one to Go ahead and do another one. Okay. You want to talk about... I keep bringing it up. There's a lot of trauma from this generation of video (laughs) games, I guess. Xbox One generation. I get my Xbox One. I decide to stay the Xbox guy. The 360 did me so solidly. I get my Xbox One. Will gets an Xbox One. Steve gets an Xbox One. Jeff gets an Xbox One. Nick gets an Xbox One. All my friends are getting Xbox Ones. It's working out perfectly. The games are coming. We just have to be patient. One day, Steve and I will be hanging out playing the next Street Fighter on our fancy (laughs) Xbox One. Then I remember one day, I get on (laughs) Destructoid.com. 
and they've got an article. Street Fighter V revealed. Oh boy, I almost start I almost stand up and start dancing. <laughs> Magically. Street Fighter V is coming. We knew it was coming eventually, but they announced it. Exclusive for the PlayStation 4. <laughs> Which I don't have. I have an Xbox One. <laughs> yeah, I was very disappointed at this oh, one as well. The <sighs> fact that they made Street Fighter V PlayStation 4 exclusive when i only had an xbox one was a punch to the nuts that one threw me for a loop i remember being very upset and i remember that. your text you texted me the article link and just three dots an ellipsis <laughs> you didn't even say anything and then you know me i've already moved on to the fucking stage of grief where i'm bargaining where i'm going hey man maybe it's timed exclusive like maybe we just have to wait for a year and then we'll get like you know the arcade edition or the super edition on the xbox and you just said Maybe. <laughs> and I said, Shoo, Steve is heated. I get it. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. I was not happy about that one. That one, that one hurt. I mean, just we're both love Street Fighter, you know? Yep. Want to play Street Fighter. And, you know, we, <coughs> once we finally got our PlayStations, we put time into Street Fighter mm-hmm. 5. We definitely and did. It's, it's good, but we weren't missing much. Right. I liked 4 a lot better yeah. in retrospect. So, but still very disappointing. Boy, that one sucked. Okay. I've got one. Uh oh. This possibly controversial take. Okay. Everything after Mortal Kombat 2 up until the reboot. Not controversial for me? (laughs) This guy sitting across from you that's looking at you? I agree. Because when 3 came out, I remember being so excited. Mm -hmm. Going to the arcade the day you came out or whatever. And there's this weird run button. And and they're doing Gatling combos. Yeah. the graphics and... are a little weird, you know. I, I don't. I just remember being like, "This ain't it," you know. Yeah. Like I tried, I played it. Oh, but I, I played never... a lot of it. played a lot of it at home too because mm-hmm. I had it. Never sucked me in like um, two or one, and then they started releasing on the home consoles more and more. And MK4 came out, and it was I bad. think four was the last arcade one. Yeah, which I never even played in the arcade. Me neither. I don't even remember seeing it. Me neither. But it did come out in the arcade. Mm-hmm. It was real bad, and then they they dropped the numbers and started doing like Mortal Kombat Apocalypse and Deadly Alliance and or whatever shit yeah. on. Um, like I got a couple of PlayStation Two uh, Mortal Kombat's that were awful. Yeah, awful. Three D, three D ones mm-hmm. with with bad characters that, and then, that they added. Let's not even talk about the bad spinoffs. Woo, I was going to bring Kombat. them up. The mythologies, mythologies, Sub Zero mythologies. Do you know how excited I was for that, Steve? <laughs> a whole Sub Zero game. He's my dude. I rented that. Luckily, I dodged that bullet. Me too. Rented it on the <laughs> Nintendo sixty four, and it was doo doo. It was bad. And then yeah. there was like the three D shoot 'em up game where you were Sonya and Jax. Like maybe it was Ugh. called Mortal Kombat Special Forces or something. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Awful. About as good as the FF7 and spinoff. And Mortal Kombat at that point was a, a franchise I had completely written off. Me they too. were not getting my money again. <laughs> yeah. After whichever shitty PlayStation 2 Mortal Kombat I got. Not from me, dog. Mm-hmm. And then Mortal Kombat 9, which is just called Mortal Kombat, the reboot or whatever, comes out and it is... A flawless victory. It gets great reviews. Like people are like, you really got to check out the story mode. Yeah, totally. I was like, oh, man, it's been a long time, right? I'll check it out. And boom, it was 
fantastic. You got it before me. Yeah. And you brought it over and you were like, you got to check it out. Mm-hmm. I was like, all right, man. Look, I've been burned too many times before <laughs> by Mortal Kombat. Yeah. But you love this one. You got into it. You you had your ladies. All my single ladies. Your ladies team. Or yep. the, uh, you would just send them after me one after the other. Jade, Jade Katana. Melina, <laughs> Katana. Uh, Sonya Blade. <laughs> nice. Melina. And Cassie Cage. I used Melina uh, myself, so that was like okay, but like, God, yeah, all the other ladies, you used to just stomp me into the ground. Jade. Sheesh. That was my best character. She was, yeah, you were good with her. You were fire. Um, so they were able to bring that series back to relevance, but man, it was a long time out in the desert there. It was. And uh, good on them, man. Talk yeah. about pulling it out of the. Because. Oh, you remember when they did DC before Injustice? They did DC versus the Mortal DC Universe versus Mortal Kombat. I, re- I remember reading about it, but Awful. I was like, "No way, I'm touching that with anything." And then somehow they were like, "Let's try that again and do Injustice." And Injustice <laughs> is real good. They had that Mortal Kombat reboot mojo going yeah. at that point. Yeah. yeah, they knew what they're like. Okay, we can take this formula and apply it to um, comic book characters, and it'll totally work. And if is it Nether Soft Nether Realm? I think so. Yeah. yeah. If they want to just keep alternating Mortal Kombat with Injustice's mm-hmm. releases, sign me up. Yes. Yeah, I would assume we're going to hear about a new Mortal Kombat sooner or later. Cause I bet you the next one will time. be, if I had to guess, the next one will probably be Injustice 3. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. Injustice 2 came before Mortal Kombat 11. Right. Yeah. Good point. So, yeah, I totally agree. So, guys, what are some of your biggest video game disappointments i would love to know yeah there's got to be some out there i have to know we didn't even talk about castlevania 2 castlevania 2 or castlevania 64 like thinking oh shit there's a new castlevania game on the nintendo 64 i love castlevania Mm -hmm. (laughs) there's so many there's Um, a ton yeah uh so yeah check it out uh send us some of your biggest video game disappointments highpotionpod at gmail.com leave us a five star review on iTunes it really helps us out follow Steve on Twitter at Stone Cobra follow me at Blue Harvest Pod and follow the podcast at High Potion Pod and we'll see you guys next week when Steve will be the lawnmower man (laughs) we'll see how it sounds with my head with my headset I'm I'm sure it'll sound fine (laughs) bye guys Ah!